Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Slice of Life right here on your radio every Saturday. Welcome to the first Saturday in February. Hard to believe that we're already here into the uh, into this new month. Well, as always, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be here on the show, and we talk to different people from all walks of life, and this time the doctor is in, quite literally. Dr. Paul Patterson has been kind enough to take some time out of his busy schedule to come in and talk to us on Slice of Life about all the new things happening in the world of hand and upper extremity care, medical care, through general physician. Dr. Patterson, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. Great to have you here. And I know you personally only because you took care of my own hand. Uh, back on October 16th, uh, the doctor sees a ton of people, but for me it was a, a memorable memorable day. Uh, I had thumb arthritis, and you came in and uh, took care of it in a outpatient basis, and I feel so much better now thanks to you and the incredible work and technology that's available to us. Doctor, when we talk about um, hand and upper extremity uh, treatments and surgeries, what are the trends that you generally see in that part of the body? Well, in all surgery nowadays, the trend is to try and minimize the injury to normal tissues when we're trying to do something. Um, So as a surgeon, one of the kind of ironies is that in order to help most of my patients, I have to hurt them first. <laughs> um, and so there's been a constant push now for decades to constantly create innovations that injure fewer normal tissues in order to get to the sick tissues that we're trying to treat. And by doing that, the hope is is that we minimize the number of complications that we have. And at the same time, we help to accelerate and improve the patient's outcomes. And what sort of success rate are you seeing as technology and as your knowledge uh, expands? Uh, are there fewer and fewer cases where you have to hurt people a lot, I guess, where, where it's, it's done in an easier fashion, so to speak? Oh, absolutely. In all facets, whether it's when you're talking about the shoulder and you're talking about shoulder arthroscopy or um, in the case, you know, for in the hand, carpal tunnel, which is so incredibly common, the new technique that we have around release and relief, I think, is a, a huge improvement over the way it's been treated in the past. Let's talk about uh, ending carpal tunnel pain. And would you say that's the most common reason that people come and see you or other hand specialists? Yeah, I would say that that's sort of our bread and butter uh-huh. diagnosis. Tell it well before we delve into this really unique treatment that you um, that you practice and the surgery that you do. That's ta- that literally takes a few minutes. How would you describe carpal tunnel, Dr. Patterson? How does someone know that, that they have carpal tunnel versus some other issue with their hand or wrist? Uh, it's pretty characteristic that a patient will complain of burning and tingling, usually in the thumb index, middle, and part of their ring finger. Uh, it's most often worse at night, oftentimes waking patients up from their sleep. Um, when they're driving, reading a newspaper, these are sort of classic complaints that patients have. Now you handle um, patients from the hand to the um, from the fingertips to the shoulder. When one has carpal tunnel, do they feel it just primarily in in those fingers that you describe, or does it move up the arm at all? It's most typically described in the hand, but there are uh, patients who don't read the book uh, and present in <laughs> ways that aren't expected and can have pain all the way up into their shoulder, and that's because the nerve that's at issue 
literally extends from coming out at the neck and it goes all the way to your fingertips. And so the pain can be referred anywhere along that path of the nerve. And is it, do, is it due to repetition, certain movements that, that people do over and over again? To me, that's, I think that's sort of what lay people like myself think, that it's due to repetitive motion. Uh, it's, I would agree that that is the thought on most patients' part. I will tell you the number one call is, cause is idiopathic, and that's a fancy doctor term for, I don't know. <laughs> we really don't know what causes most cases of carpal tunnel. Really? So, yeah, that's really interesting that, that you say that. So, uh, in a broader sense, medical personnel and even doctors like yourself who have practiced for a number of years don't always have a, a concrete answer to give to a patient. It does happen. There's a heck of a lot more that we don't know than we do know. I guess that's why they call it an art and a science, right? Where it's not everything is not in black and white and easily explained away. No, I would agree. That's the case. Although carpal tunnel, honestly, is one of the blacker and whiter illnesses that we treat. So let's talk about some of the innovative um, procedures that are now available, specifically something called release and relief for carpal tunnel. And Doc, if I remember correctly, are you one of 22 physicians around the country who practice this technique? Yes, I think there's only about that many at this point. Yeah, that's pretty impressive that we have you, Dr. Paul Patterson, right in our backyard, um, somebody who can do this um, release and relief technique to end carpal tunnel pain. And what's even more remarkable is that you can do it in just, what, five or six minutes it takes you to do that. Yeah, it's a what we're doing is we're leveraging technology to provide a minimally invasive technique. And, and the goal is to not only provide the minimally invasive technique so we're not hurting you as much, but we're also trying to compress the time frame over which you are treated. So instead of having your treatment start with, say, a hand surgeon and have a couple of visits and maybe some studies done and some splints and things like that, we know, according to the Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and guidelines that were published in 2015, that the only grade A recommendation for the treatment of carpal tunnel is to release the pressure on the nerve. So it seems that a lot of the other stuff that we're doing is just sort of delaying the inevitable, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to put it. And um, what we're doing using ultrasound for diagnostic purposes, as well as to guide us when we do the carpal tunnel release, we're able to take and compress that time frame for patients and literally, instead of drawing it out over weeks or months, we compress that time frame down to a day. And in the process, we also do it in a way that is minimally invasive that allows a patient to return to most of their normal activities within four or five days with just some minimal palmer pain. Wow, that's amazing, really, the, the turnaround. So a, a patient's life is not affected for weeks and weeks and weeks. They can get back to some degree of normalcy uh, in just a few days. It's really remarkable. Yeah, that is the outcome in well over, right around 95% of our patients that we've studied to this point in time. If you have carpal tunnel in one hand or wrist, is it uh, probable that you might have it in the other? Nope. They come in, again, all varieties where patients are complaining of both. Uh, it doesn't necessarily matter what your handedness is in, if you're right-handed or left-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes to s- that whole notion that we really don't understand adequately what causes carpal tunnel syndrome. Really interesting. I had the pleasure of attending one of your free seminars back, I think it was in September, I think, um, at the uh, general physician offices in Williamsville at the corner of Maple and Forest. And the place was packed. 
and uh, Dr. Patterson was there uh, presiding over the uh, <laughs> information, and you came out. And you know what struck me about that, Doc? i got to tell you this. It still sticks in my mind. You came out, and you had on, you know, appropriate doctor garb, uh, but you said, hi, my name is Paul. And it wasn't like, hey, I'm Dr. Patterson. You're just very casual and very approachable. And I think especially for people of the older generation, they view docs sometimes as gods. And do you purposely try to make yourself relatable to to people? Yeah, I mean, I don't, um, you know, my mom called me Paul all the time unless she was really angry with me, and I won't (laughs) tell you what she called me then. Um, But, yeah, the idea is, is that we're trying to make a connection that, you know, we're about to embark on a treatment plan, and you have to trust me. Yes. And, again, because we're compressing that treatment plan into a short period of time, you know, and I'm going to hurt you, right? We've talked about that yes. already. Like, so we have to try and create a level of trust in a relationship so that you can rely on me and you can, and you think you know that you can count on me to take good care of you. That's my job. Well, and you did it well. I was really impressed. It lasted about, what, the, the seminar goes about an hour and a half, I think? Two hours, something like that? Well, when it's all said and done, it's not... That, uh, all that's not just talking to you. We um, we do a live su- uh, surgery, and then right. also at the end, um, we I stand around and answer a lot of questions along with my uh, physician's assistants, and they also do diagnostic ultrasounds on the patients because they we use the ultrasound to confirm a diagnosis of carpal tunnel or not, and so the patients line up and they get their nerves measured, and we talk to them more about their symptoms and whether they're really candidates for the surgery, and Right now, about 50% of them actually sign up for uh, surgery at the end of one of the seminars. I'll tell you, the queue for that line was longer than the one for the free snacks, so (laughs) I was really impressed by that. Um, And that's where I I met Dr. Patterson, and uh, he determined immediately that I had thumb arthritis as opposed to carpal tunnel, which I think would have been a lot easier to deal with. Um, But he took care of me, and he took great care of me, and it was my second hand. And I always say I'm glad I only have two hands since I had to have surgery in both. Um, so, Doc, when you do the procedure, let's talk a little bit about that because there's a, a seminar coming up. Mark your calendars, folks. Saturday, March 7th uh, from 10 till noon, which is nice that you're going to be there on a, a Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning in case people can't make it during the week. And that location is where um, I happen to be. It's 705 Maple Road uh, in Williamsville, right in the plaza where Vicks used to be, if that rings a bell. Again, it's Saturday, March 7th. Um, so, Doctor, how do you determine uh, who will be the patient? Do you ask somebody, you know, hey, I think this guy would be willing to let me do this in front of other people and so forth? How did that all come about? Yeah, in the weeks that will lead up to the seminar uh, and patients that will come in for screening, uh, we'll talk to them. It's usually you're looking for somebody who's pretty calm and relaxed and um, it helps if they like to talk and tell a story themselves because we like the patients to get up and do that. Um, it's actually surprising. We actually have a list of people who want um, really? to volunteer, which <laughs> I thought was was pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> but that's how we that's how we determine who's going to be there. That's great. And then you actually did the procedure that day. You took this gentleman into a separate room, and but we could see you know, through uh, remote cameras, what you were mm-hmm. doing. And literally, like five, six minutes later, you came back out. And the gentleman followed you shortly thereafter, wrapped up and was talking to people and standing there and chatting. And then you had some other folks there as well who had had the procedure. So it's called Relief, Release, and Relief. That's right? it. I want to make sure I get the, the hours in the right order here. Saturday, March 7th from 10 until noon, uh, 705 Maple Road at General Physician. And it's really a very informative uh, and quick way to understand this process. Um, the other thing, too, Doc, you make it very 
comfortable for people. You had mentioned to me, um, and in fact, that night, I think the gentleman picked country music. You asked people what they like to listen to. So you try to make the experience as pleasant as possible, right? Yeah, we, we call it the Carpal Tunnel Spa, actually. <laughs> um, we actually use essential oils, and we have a diffuser going. Really? So, Yeah, I mean, this is an anxiety-provoking thing. The goal on my part is to try and make my patients as comfortable as possible. They don't usually feel any pain when I do it. Um, and, you know, that's, again, that what you're doing is you're trusting me to take care of you and make sure you don't have pain, and at the end of the day, you feel better. That's the, that's the formula. It makes sense. We've got more to come with Dr. Paul Patterson. By the way, that's Patterson with one T, right? Right. My father couldn't afford the other one. <laughs> you can see why he's so charming. Paul Patterson with one T. Um, and if you want to reach Dr. Patterson with a great sense of humor, it's a 500-HAND is the phone number, 500-H-A-N-D. And uh, we will come back in just a moment and talk about more hand issues with Dr. Paul Patterson right after this. Attention. If you're in debt to the IRS and frustrated with your options, for a limited time, you can call and quickly check your eligibility for the Fresh Start programs offered by the IRS to reduce or even eliminate your tax problem. Through this special toll-free hotline number, you can find out in minutes if you qualify for these powerful new debt reduction programs green-lighted by the IRS for 2019. If you have unfiled tax returns, under audit, have a wage or bank levy, or just want to know your options, business or personal, Republic Tax Relief's A-plus rated tax relief system has helped thousands stop IRS collections immediately and saved millions in tax debt. These relief programs will not last forever. Call the hotline number now, 800-501-7110. That's 800-501-7110. Check your eligibility for tax debt savings today. Call 800-501-7110. That's 800-501-7110. Excuse me, Captain. This is your wake-up call from the new TrackFone Wireless. Uh, what's that now? What if you had to fly this plane while sitting back in the cabin? I wouldn't have any control. Well, that's what it's like going with some wireless companies. But TrackFone Wireless gives you control. Hmm. Get unlimited talk and text on America's best 4G LTE network starting at $20 a month, no contract. Plus, unlimited carryover data with active service. That's cool, but how'd you get in my cockpit? This is your wake-up call, people. The new TrackFone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. See terms and conditions at TrackPhone.com. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Car crashes don't happen in slow motion. They happen fast. In a crash, there's no time to check if your child's in the right car seat. Don't think you know. Know you know. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostess, Brenda Alacy. And welcome back to this edition of Slice of Life. And thank you very much for tuning in. And our thanks also to Kevin Carr, the K-Carr, taking care of business with all the technical doings here on the show. We couldn't do the show without Kevin week in and week out. So we're talking with Dr. Paul Patterson, who is a physician, a general physician. And uh, Dr. Patterson is a physician who treats conditions from the fingertips to the shoulder, upper hand and upper extremity, I guess, is what you folks in the medical community call it, doctor. What made you, um, what, what drew you into that part of the body? Uh, well, I like to tease my other orthopedic colleagues that the superior extremity is for the superior surgeon and the inferior <laughs> extremity is for the inferior <laughs> surgeon. But um, 
it was just the anatomy. It was the challenges of the problems that uh, that came when I was during my residency, and you get to see these things. And who knows why you develop an affinity for treating them. But uh, there's a lot of open procedures, and again, I enjoy the anatomy that we're treating. You went to the University of Michigan, correct? Uh, I went there for my graduate degree in anatomy and physiology, yes. Wow. So do I understand correctly, Doc, that the hand is really complex? Um, there are so many different bones and muscles and so forth. Is it more complex than perhaps other parts of the body or other limbs? There's a concentration of anatomy um, in that little area, and there are many different types of anatomy, whether it's nerves or blood vessels, bones, ligaments, and tendons. And as a surgeon, particularly orthopedic surgeons, what we do is we treat generally uh, sick anatomy, bad anatomy. And so part of the challenge as a hand surgeon is to take this concentration of many different anatomic parts and develop a diagnosis first because you've got all these little, it's all this concentration, so you have to sort of figure out where that is. And then you have to come up with a treatment plan for it as well. Thank God there are treatment plans for that. I can attest to that having had hand surgery on both of my hands. And, Doug, you know whereof you speak. You, too. It's got to be a little bit ironic for you knowing that you, too, have had hand surgery on both of your hands. Yeah, I've had uh, I have uh, arthritis at the base of both my thumbs, which is the most common place to have arthritis in the upper extremity. Women are commonly uh, affected more often than men. Uh, but, yeah, in my early 50s, I developed pretty significant pain in both mm-hmm. thumbs. And uh, over the course of three years, had both of them had uh, partial joint replacement done for each one of them. And how are you feeling now? Fantastic. (laughs) That's Um, the way it should be. I still have pain occasionally. You know, most of the procedures we do, again, we aren't going to make you 21 when we do these procedures. You're going to have some aches and pains afterwards. I think you actually forewarned me about that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But... You know, compared to what I was before, I have full range of motion. I have only occasional pain. If you were to measure my grip and my pinch strength, they're actually normal for an old guy like me. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a real win. I would think that would be absolutely terrifying for you, though, knowing that you use your hands every day and you do. You know, you're not making burgers. You're you're performing pretty precise surgery on people. Uh, was it difficult for you to just mentally overcome that? No, for a couple different reasons. One, I do joint replacements, and I get to see what the outcomes are, and I'm pretty uh, impressed with those, and they're reliable. And secondly, because I'm the only one in town who does joint replacements, I actually had to go out of town to do the joint replacement, and I went to the I went I was lucky enough to go to Miami and be treated by the gentleman who created this implant, oh. who happens to be one of the most famous orthopedic surgeons in the country, if not the world, and so I knew I was in excellent hands. So this gentleman did your surgery in Miami? Yes. Oh, how nice. How great that you were in literally great hands. Um, And so really quickly about the thumb arthritis, you mentioned that women are more prone to suffer from that. Is it something to do uh, with estrogen depletion? There have been some speculation on that. Uh, What we think happens over time is that there's some instability in the joint, and there's a tendon that sort of pulls everything out of position. Some have speculated that the uh, hormonal milieu of the female creates some increased stretchiness or laxity of the ligaments and makes it easier to sort of pull that out of position. Whether that's the case or not, I don't know, but it it makes a good story. (laughs) Another one of those medical mysteries, right? And, Doc, what other uh, types of uh, issues or problems do people typically present with when they see you? Oh, we see a lot of shoulder arthritis in our clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's been a, a huge improvement in the treatment of shoulder arthritis with the advent of um, the reverse total shoulder, which came to this country in 2005. Uh, it's revolutionized the treatment for patients, particularly elderly patients who have really sore, sore and stiff shoulders. Um, we see a lot of other hand problems, including fractures like wrist fractures, uh, elbow fractures. Those are all very common. The wrist fracture is one of the most common fractures that exist. Uh, and there are some very good, innovative, minimally invasive surgical techniques now that we're employing uh, that have been a huge boon to my practice as far as improving patient care. Isn't that great that the patient can then move on with his or her life in a much uh, quicker fashion than they would have even a few years ago? Uh, I've been to your office uh, located on the campus of ECMC. It's in a separate building from the hospital. And then you have a location in the South Towns as well, right? That's right. Uh, the Sharma family practice out in Hamburg, uh, we are out there uh, once a month. I'm out there once a month, and our physician assistants are out there, I believe, two or three days a month. Uh, by the way, kudos to your staff. They're very nice people to deal with. I know um, you're pretty busy seeing patients with all sorts of problems, and I've seen members of your staff. In fact, I remember when the gentleman came in to cut off my cast. He wheeled in this big machine. It looked like some giant vacuum cleaner or something. And all of a sudden, there was a saw whirring. And I'm thinking, are you going to put that thing near me? And But he knew exactly what he was doing. And um, I even filmed it. So it was <laughs> for, for us, I guess, I know this is just mundane routine stuff for you. But for a patient, it makes such a difference when you have people that you can talk to and feel comfortable with. It, as you were saying earlier in the show, that you can engage with. And that's what I liked about your staff as well. And obviously, it comes from the top down. Um, but let's talk a little bit about healthcare care uh, in this country. You were saying that you also see Canadian patients. But um, there are certainly issues with our health care and insurance um, uh, HMOs in this country. But it's even worse in Canada, isn't it, where people have to wait extended periods to be seen and therefore might want to cross the border and come to the U.S. and get treated. Well, there are patients in Canada now who are waiting approximately 18 months. The one that I, the entity that I see is for carpal tunnel, mm-hmm. um, and these patients have to wait 18 months from the time they have symptoms until the time they might be able to have surgery, and that's a very long time to wait. And it's, it is the way things work in a in a national health service where care is capitated. Um, I had a great uncle of mine who, um, they were from Belfast. And he was living there, and he had horrible knee arthritis. And initially, when he was in his early 60s, they told him he was too young to have a knee replacement. And then when he got into his mid-70s, they told him he was too old. And so he never got knee replacements. And that's what you have to do. There are three things you can get in healthcare: You can get access, you can get quality, or you can get cost savings. But you can't get all three. You have to pick. So if you're going to get access then you're either going to suffer with the quality or you're going to suffer with increased expenses. And all you can only get two at the same time. You can't get all three mm-hmm. unless, I suppose, if you had an, just an unending amount of money or right, right. wealth, which we don't have. Yeah, we have limited resources. It's true. Well, fortunately, with what you do with um, release and relief, it really kind of expedites that process, right? Well, what we're emphasizing there is access and quality care. Yes, yeah. It actually does provide a savings to the patient, too, but... Well, that's terrific. And so, again, I want to reiterate that you'll be available with a free seminar from uh, 10 until noon on Saturday, March 7th. 
and that's at the Williamsville location of General Physician, located at 705 Maple Road, right at the corner of Maple and Forest. And then, Doctor, you're going to Rochester as well. So how far will patients travel to see you? Will they, and, and how far out will you go to do these seminars? Uh, we are having uh, patients come in from Ohio, uh, Syracuse, Binghamton. Um, so they're traveling quite a ways. Uh, I believe probably Rochester and Erie are probably as far out as I would go out with the seminars at this point. Mm -hmm. Well, folks, I can't recommend it highly enough um, that Rochester date is Saturday, March 28th from 10 until noon as well. And that will be at the Hilton Garden, Rochester. So you can register online. Just simply go to uh, generalphysicianpc.com for more information. If you'd like to reach Dr. Patterson, his number is 500-HAND, easy enough, 500-H-A-N-D. Dr. Patterson, thank you for taking such good care of me. I uh, will give you a hand. There's so many bad jokes. I'll give you a thumbs up. You know, you've got your finger on the pulse. You know, I could just go on and on here. But I really appreciate everything you bring to the table and uh, appreciate how accessible you are and just a font of information. Thanks very much for everything. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We'll be back with another edition of Slice of Life next week at the same time. In the meantime, thanks for carving out a slice, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520.